Thank you for tuning in to Reviewing Report. I'm your host, Anthony. And today, we dig into part four of the unsolved murder of Denise Chance. This will be an episode where we interview her brother, Ben. So grab a beer, grab a drink, grab whatever it is you're sipping on, and check those doors and make sure they're locked. And let's get started. Hey, Ben, it's Anthony with Reviewing Report. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Hey, I know we just talked and everything, but uh, once again, I want to reach out and just say thank you for uh, letting us do this interview and um, just to let you know we are recording. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, awesome. So, how are we doing? Oh, not too bad. Okay. Um, and like I said prior to uh, in our last conversation, please do not hesitate if you don't want to get into a question, we won't do it. Just let me know, okay? That's fine. So, um, I, I kind of wanted to start out with, uh, how old were you when Denise went missing? I was 14, getting ready to be 15. She, okay. she actually had took me out for my birthday uh, the, the, the night before she came missing. Your birthday was the night before she went missing? Actually, it was, it was, it was, no, my birthday was coming up on the 13th, but she had taken me out that night, uh, to where my grandparents live to play pool. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. So you were 14 going on 15. Yeah. Uh, see, it was January, January the 7th and my birthday's on the 13th, Mm -hmm. a few days later. Okay. Um, so when you guys... And I, like I said, I have multiple siblings, um, and some of them we I am close to, some of them I'm not. I know you have multiple siblings, but so like when you were growing up, were you and Denise like were you guys close, just like you and her? Or? Well, I mean, we've always been we've always been close, uh, but you know, just like brothers and sisters do, we fought, you know, just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I annoyed the shit out of her, you know, when she had people come stay the night and shit, you know. Yeah. You know how brothers do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to, I wish I could say that uh, that didn't happen with my sisters, but I know they, I annoyed the shit out of them as well. So, um, I, I think I, we can relate on that one. <laughs> so, um, can you tell me, because a lot of people in podcasts, they, it's, it's, you know, they focus on the negative things, but I want to try to also focus on who she was. So, can you tell me what is your favorite memory of Denise? Well, I would say my favorite memory is you know even when uh, you know she had her boyfriends and stuff, uh, she would take you know me and my little sister with her you know different places that they would go. You know, so mm-hmm. she still wanted to spend time with us. But yeah, be with her boyfriend and stuff, you know. Yeah. So she would take you like with them, both of them, like her boyfriend and you. Yeah. Man, yeah. you had a way she cooler was... sister than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, so through your eyes, I know everyone, like, as you know, as well as I do, you can, you know, one person, you can have five people in the same situation, but each person sees it differently. So through your eyes, can you tell me what you saw through your eyes and what you remember from the time that Denise disappeared until the day that she was found, just like from that day to that day and all in between. Can you kind of just give me a rundown of what you what you saw and kind of what you remember? Well, she came to pick me up that night, and we, like I said, we went out to Forest Lake, and I like to shoot pool, so she took me to shoot pool. Uh, she uh, when we were playing pool, there was these two guys in there that was that they kept harassing her and stuff, you know. Uh, making rude comments and you know trying to flirt with her and stuff mm-hmm. you know and and, and I kind of got shitty with the guys and said look leave us alone you know we're trying to shoot pool you know just leave us alone and I had uh, you know those gloves with you know without the fingertips and stuff yeah. I had one of those on, on my right hand because <laughs> it was easier to shoot pool like that because it grabbed a hold of the pool stick better and it was easier you know to right to, to do that so they started making fun of me, calling me Michael Jackson, you know, because I had a glove on, you know, and all this crap. And, you know, she, she got into it with him, got in an argument with him and stuff, and, and then we ended up leaving. Well, on the way home, you know, she asked me, you know, what, what do you want for your birthday? And I told her, well, I'd like to have the new White Snake cassette, you know. And she was going to get me that White Snake cassette, you know, for my birthday. So she takes me home, uh, drops me off, and you know, tell my mom, you know, that she'll see her on her birthday and stuff, and she leaves and goes home. Well, my mom come in and woke me up. I can't remember exactly what time, but it was very early in the morning, like 6.30, I think, maybe 6.30, 7 o'clock-ish. And uh, she said, uh, you know, what, what did your sister say when she dropped you off last night? I said, what do you mean? She, she was going home. She's like, she didn't say she was going anywhere else or anything. I said, no, as far as I knew... You know, she was going home. Why? You know, she told me that uh, the, the door was left open. You know, at, at the house and stuff, and On she Erder? was gone. And what's that? Is that the one, the house that she was staying at with her roommate? With the uh, uh, Vicky. Yeah. Okay. Vicky Deers. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, she was. Uh, she was staying with her, and uh, but she said that she. Uh, she wasn't there, but her car was there, her coat was there, her purse was there and everything. And it's like, you know, you know, well, where's she at? You know, at the time, you know, I wasn't really, you know, I, I didn't really know what was going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then as time went on, you know, a couple of days, you know, I'm freaking out. Nobody's heard from her, you know, and I, I don't remember how long it was after that, but they started taking these missing posters with, you know, her, uh, senior pictures and stuff on it and stuff mm-hmm. you know, and it was all over plastered all over my schools uh all over the bowling alley all over northridge there's like everywhere you went you know you've seen these flyers and stuff um <coughs> but uh yeah i mean it's hard to remember a lot of stuff oh yeah there's absolutely i mean 35 years i can only imagine plus i think our minds tend to uh try to block things off you know when bad things happen, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, over, you, I think that's just a tendency that our brain, let's right off the bat. Cause you know, a lot, like I said, you know, 
prior to this conversation, you know, I was adopted. So a lot of the stuff that happened to us as kids, you just try to block off. So, you know, so, um, that's pretty cool. The the whole cassette, he said it was white snakes. Yeah. Yeah. The new white snake album that was, that had just come out. (laughs) I've jammed to it a couple of (laughs) times. So, um, I like that. I, I saw that. Or I think Dina told me that her favorite band might have been uh, Foreigner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Her favorite song was "I Want to Know What Love Is." <laughs> that's it. I mean, you gotta admit that's a pretty good one there. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, your mom comes into your room. You, you know, you don't really know what's going on at that time. Um. So I mean, even days after, let's just let's say a couple weeks afterwards. What was the mindset, but like with you, um, you, like your mom, your sister, your dad, like, like where were you guys at, like in the middle of this? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, everybody was just trying to figure out where she was and, you know, what Mm -hmm. had happened and stuff. I mean, you could tell by the situation and stuff that, it, that she didn't run off, you know what I mean? Yeah. She didn't run off with somebody or, you know, nothing like that because her car was home and all her belongings that she had had were at home, but she wasn't there. Jeez. You know, it, it was just, it was just kind of like a mystery. Right. So when that happened, I, you know, out of curiosity was like, what was her, I went to the, actually went to the library and did uh, like the microfilms and, and went back to '85 and looked up uh, quite a few of the paper as much of the paper articles that I could actually find out because that was the first time I've ever actually used a microfilm and it was kind of hard to you know get get through all that you know within a couple hours but I did notice that she so I want to make sure this is correct when the police arrived to where she was living or Denise was living. What was the timeline? So she dropped you off, went home that or, right? Right. What's the timeline after that? According to the people that talked to her and saw her at that time. You know, I'm really not sure okay. uh, what, what time she actually, you know, what, what time she actually went missing. Um, I know that she had dropped me off at our house I want to say around 10-ish or so. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, you know, mom, like, I don't know when the cops actually arrived there, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So do you, um, just from the paper, papers, what I, what I've gathered is that she kind of got home, talked to uh, her roommate, maybe even talked to her boyfriend on the phone. Uh, and ended up not sleeping in the garage uh, because I think it was too cold, maybe? Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it was really cold that night, and it was, supposed to, it was supposed to snow, and that's why we had went home early. Oh, okay. And so she, she didn't know she had been driving real long. Mm-hmm. So um, we, what I've gathered, what Big Mike and I have gathered um, through just research is so she ended up sleeping on the couch. and Right. Nobody heard anything and that, you know, that, and everyone, I, a lot of people on social media and I know I can only imagine what you've heard. Everyone seems to think that it's difficult 
to leave a house without uh i'm not you know without being heard and the one thing right. that i've really thought about over the last couple of days is how many times i left my house without my parents knowing in the middle of the night right you know and my my i'm telling you right now my mom has some like crazy ears too i mean she could hear well tons and of the things roommate, the roommate had told everybody that they because she had two kids there too mm -hmm. and 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 everybody's doors were shut yeah so that you know it's like when my parents be honest I, my parents left their door open when they slept and they still didn't hear me leave the house so right um and, and like i've said i think i'm sure i've said it quite a few times on you know the podcast social media can be the devil so it's like you a lot of people get on there and they start speculating things it's like how would the person not hear somebody leave that house it's like come on we've all snuck out of our houses we've all done you know so exactly. well we've always thought that it was somebody that she knew because there was no struggle whatsoever mm -hmm. and it was just like she she went out of the house willingly yeah you know what i mean so yeah. we've always felt like that it was somebody that she knew and you know I actually that's it, what, it, that was my next question, so I'm glad you hit that. You know. Well, the the guy that they've always thought done it. I'm, I'm going to say his name, Jack Woods. Mm -hmm. I remember the, the detectives, me and my mom going down there. Uh, I was with my mom and stuff, and you know they didn't want to show us the pictures. They told us to remember the way she was because we really didn't want to see the condition that she was in. I mean, she had laid there, and that's you know that. Uh, that drainage ditch for you know quite a while. Three months, I think. Yeah, I think it was like ten, like ten weeks, mm -hmm. almost ten, almost ten weeks. And I, I remember them talking about Jack Woods. I remember everybody. You know, they were they were given the uh, polygraph test to. Uh, and, and I do know that the detectives told us that it had, he had been involved in some stuff like that several times before and even been picked out of a, a, a yearbook by a girl that he had raped and his parents bought his way out of it. His parents have always been rich. Um, they owned an option called mm -hmm. Woods, Woods Option. Yep. And I remember when I was growing up in the Knowles, he lived right off of that main street. I don't remember the name of it. The, 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 the street you come into the Knowles off of. Is that... Uh... On Prov off Providence, yeah. yeah, and I think it went down to Middle or Banner Road. Yep, yep, mistaken. yep, yep. I know where you're at. I know what you're talking about. Well, they used to live in a big, you know, two story house right there off of that road, and I think there was a doctor or a lawyer that had a mansion that was right across from Rolling Hill School. I actually went fact, to that house. The guy that uh, I actually had a uh, furnace install. And so I took off work and I talked to a guy one uh, one night that, that that same day I had my furnace installed. Said Jack Woods actually lived in that big old house across from Rolling Hills. Exactly, in mm -hmm. the big mansion had a big iron gate around it. But my my best buddy uh, Bill Snyder that I hung out with, uh, I stayed over at their house a lot on the weekends and stuff. Lived right there in a little house right there in front of where that mansion was at. Okay. Yeah, that. Uh, but I know, but I do know, you know, and, and, you know, forgive me for saying this, but, you know, I'm, I'm actually glad because 
what goes, in my opinion, what goes around comes around. Oh, yeah. And I know the guy was a bad guy, even if he wasn't, which I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that he was involved in it, but I don't think it was just him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, my my opinion has always been it's more than one guy. Yeah, and I and I, like I said, I've told you before, like I'm not a detective, but, and I'm right. actually going to ask you, do you mind if I'm going to skip ahead on some questions? I'm going to come back to some, but since we're okay. on this topic, I do have, because one of my questions was, did you think it was more than one person? And I think we're both on the agreement that it, it's po definitely 100% possible that it was. So yeah, let me, I'm pretty sure. and let's, so let me ask you, was Denise trusting of other people? She was a very trusting person. I mean, she was, you know, uh, I mean, honestly, anybody that knew my sister would never have a bad word to say about her. Okay. Uh, I mean, she was just that type of person. She was quiet, you know, she was like standoffish, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, now, I do know, okay, Roger, her boyfriend, you know, he, he was a great guy. He, he is a great guy. Um, he hung out with Jack Woods. They were actually, so I wouldn't say they were best friends, but, you know, uh, back then Roger didn't drive, and Jack did, and Jack would bring Roger over to our house. Now, mm -hmm. Denise, could, Denise couldn't stand Jack. She hated him. I never knew why, but I know that she hated him. And every time that they would come over together, she wouldn't want me to leave the house and go play in the neighborhood and stuff. She wanted me to be right there with her. Mm -hmm. So I, I never understood, you know what, you know. It, so the guy was nuts, to be uh, honest with you. But even back then, and I don't want to use any names on like my side, but I do have somebody that, uh, um, I know that knew Jack Woods very well. They were actually like family uh, through marriage, and. I th I'm pretty sure, I, just from the things that I've heard, I've heard exactly what you've said. He was like a nutcase. Um, he I, he actually like ran his car through a grocery store here in Northridge to rob an, to take an ATM. So, and, and, and tried to break tried to break in an ATM. Yeah, like so he ran his car through the front of Howard's in Northridge, and then tried to take. I mean, I I just assume there's a lot easier ways to take an ATM than just running your car through a. I so I guess what I'm saying is, he must not have been very, very like uh, he must he must have been a, a very compulsive thinker. So I and you from what you're saying is when Jack Woods was around, you always had if if Denise was there, she wanted you there. Like if he was around, right? Right. Right. So if Jack shows up to hit to her house, it's the it's unlikely that she's gonna really go outside or anything but like you said somebody else is involved it's definitely possible she would like be roost to go and i always you know i always thought i always thought that maybe she thought that roger was out there with him and that's, that's why she went out there so yeah and actually i haven't thought about that so so she he may even have said that you know you know roger wants to talk to you out in the car or something but you know, I've never actually thought about that, but I, I am curious, was there, you know, and like I said, you don't have to answer 
you know, if you don't like the question, we can move on. But was there any evidence gathered from Jack Woods' house when he passed away? Do we know? You know, you know, I don't know. That you know, just, just <laughs> he had actually passed away longer ago than what I thought originally. Um, I mean, I it was just I found out about it, you know, I, and I thought I found out about it when it happened, but evidently right. it happened okay. sooner, you know, than what I thought. Okay. Um. Now, so, and like I said, I've trust me, I've seen Jack Woods' name dropped on everything that I've. You know, because I've done a lot of research, and his name's been all over it. But I've always, I just in my gut, I've had the same gut feeling that it's just I wanted to know how trusting she was because I wondered if she would just walk off with a guy like Jack Woods, knowing that he was probably a nutcase. So you've, you know, you did, a good, and I appreciate you. You helped me understand that a little bit more. Um, well, and I think that you and I'm not going to say any names either. Uh, I think that you and I are are on the same uh, the same level on who this other guy is. Yeah, I think uh, we are too. Yeah, and maybe we can talk. You know, not yeah, absolutely, not, not absolutely. Stuff, but uh, um, but I've, I've always I've always thought that. Though. Yeah, and and that's why you know I started this podcast because I'm telling you right now. There's people out there, and, and when people are listening to this, I really want you guys to listen to Ben and I when we say this. People out there know something. You know, there's people that could have been scared of Jack or, or, or somebody that could have been involved. Or, and if he wasn't involved, still people know something. So uh, I kind of want to rewind just a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about Force Lake for a second. Um, okay. Were you and Denise known to hang out like at forest lake well i was not so much her okay. uh, you know occasionally she did mm-hmm. uh, you know but more so me because i'd go spend the weekend with my grandparents and stuff because you know my grandpa was cool back then bought me a motorcycle you know so okay obviously i'm gonna go over there and hang out ride the motorcycle go fishing with the grandparents you know mm-hmm so how so often we, we've been in there? We've been, she'd been in there a few times, you know. Because I felt like no, no, I'm not uh, doubting Karen, and I'm not trying to hate on Karen. But I, I think I took away from that interview that she, she, she hung out there a lot. No. Okay. No, well, then I want to make sure that that's clear that she was not a regular at the pool hall. Of no, because most of the most of the time back then, she was with Roger doing things or doing things with us and Roger. You know. Okay. Um, and I do have. You said that that night that uh, you said you remembered when you were at Force Lake. I just want to touch on Force Lake for a few minutes, and then we'll move on. Okay. But when you were, you said you went for your to celebrate your birthday at Force Lake with her. You guys are shooting pool, listening to music or whatever. Um, right. Now. I'm sure that you've listened, you know, and if you haven't, you know, <laughs> I'm no no offense at all, but if have you listened to did you listen to the whole interview with Karen? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you catch the part where she said that she, her and Denise went to Forest Lake to hang out. They went to go play pool um and to, you know, play the jukebox. And yeah, while like a couple couple days before that yes so and you actually said something that it's kind of correlating with that she said while she was there that they 
had met two guys there and had played the pool with them and played the jukebox. And then you also saying about the two two guys that were there kind of giving kind of flirting with her and giving you a hard time. Do we know who right. those guys are? Do you think those are the same guys and do we know who those guys are? They could be two guys or four I'm not, guys. I'm not hundred percent sure if it's the same guys or not, but I do know that the detectives hunted both of those guys down and uh they had alibis, they they passed the lie detector test and stuff. You know? Okay. All right. So those so were you so when you were listening to that interview with Karen, were you do you think that the time that she was talking about and the time that you talking about was that like the same night? Do you know? Or was Karen well, there or You know, no Karen Karen wasn't there. Uh in in unless, you know, she dropped me off and went and picked up Karen went back. Well, that's true. Because According to Karen, this was two days prior to her disappearance. From what you're saying, right. that the night this was the night of her disappearance when you guys were hanging out, right? Because it's it's uh, it's literally eating me alive. Who were those two guys that were at that play, shooting pool? That and and even Karen said it was like it wasn't like they they were doing it because they thought they were you know they wanted to they were interested in them. They were just there, and so they. You know, they were just communicating, shooting pool, and listening to the music. It was just, I forget what word she used. It was just, you know, it was innocent. It was nothing serious. But I was—I would be really curious to know if those were the same two guys that you and your sister saw that night. Um, So It's hard to say. I mean, I I, I know, I I don't know. I mean, I don't really, I I didn't know that she had went out with Karen Mm -hmm. uh, a couple nights before because, she was always with Roger. You yeah, know? right. And that's exactly what your sister, uh, Dina, said the same thing. So it's just, you know, and I think I painted, like, I in the third episode, I think I, I feel like maybe I was, I, I didn't mean to paint Denise as, like, a party or, any, or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I, I just am so curious about those, what she was talking about. Because even in that interview, she even stated that, those that night when she dropped her off, she she thought that uh, Denise was acting kind of funny. Did you catch that as well? No. Yeah. So Karen thinks that a couple days prior to her disappearance, that um, you know Denise might have been acting kind of like not. I, she was just acting different, like maybe a little down or whatnot. But you know, I just didn't know if you thought that as well. The only thing that I can think of, you know, why she would be down was because she had just moved out, you know, onto her own and stuff. And her and my mom, you know, had mixed emotions about it. Obviously, my mom didn't want her to move out, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But but then again, mom and Vicky were friends back then. Vicky used to live two doors down from us in the Knolls, and that's how we met Vicky. Mm -hmm. And Denise used to go down and babysit their kids. I babysat her kids, too. Right. And... And, and then she ended up moving over there to her drive. Uh, I think that maybe she got a divorce or split up with the guy that she was with originally. Right. And she ended up getting that house over there on her drive. And, and uh, I, I know, you know, Denise moved in with her and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I did read, like I said, I went to the library, pulled some of the old articles. Um, Vicki stated to the reporter at the time, 
that Vicky recalled that her roommate, which would have been Denise at the time, was employed at the IWF home. And yeah, that had, odd, odd fellows home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she, she. So Denise was concerned about like a car that was routinely parking outside uh, every time she got off or something like that. And I read it in a couple articles, and I was kind of curious what if what you knew about that or if you even remember that. About a car being parked. Yeah, so like, yeah, so she would like get off work and she noticed like there was a car with people in it. I don't, I don't recall that. Okay, all right. Um, And I, I, I asked Dina the same question. She believes that she, you know, she remembered it and that those guys had been cleared. But it's still, you know, it was in a couple of the articles in News and Sun. So obviously, it kind of just like stuck out. You know what I mean? So, um, I was just curious because I never. I listened to all the news reports and the newspaper reports, and that was never stated again after that. So it was just out of curiosity. Um, so, you know, we kind of covered the. I I was just. I think the big one of the biggest questions to me was Karen said that pr- a couple days prior to her disappearance, she thought she was acting odd, and you know that was one of the bigger questions I had: is if anybody in your family or even you know like you thought that she was acting odd so we're not really sure about that then no i mean i i, I know she you know i mean she was acting normal to me okay um, I mean, uh, it, and, it, it, it was it was it was it was a nice night you know other than them guys messing with us and stuff yeah you know, and stuff because she got mad yeah um so do you think you know and I put a lot of thought into asking this question. We kind of went into that. Um, do you, so do you, so you, you do think that there, so you, I know you think Jack Woods was involved. Um, there's a lot of people out there that think that Jack Woods involved. Um, but outside of that, and if, like I say, if you don't want to get into this, that's fine. We'll move on. But do you think, do, do you have any other theories in your head? And, and I think theories are bad. But I also think theories are good because they can get people talking. It can get a community coming together, and it can get you get it talking. And well, okay. you, you know, to be honest with you, I've gone over this in my head. I couldn't even tell you how many times mm-hmm. over the years, especially the first five or ten years. You know, after it happened, I mean, you know, it, it really messed me up as a kid. You know, for I'd say the first, I don't know, five or six years, probably. I'd be driving around or out with somebody and I would see a girl that would resemble my sister and I was thinking, you know, well, maybe they're just lying. Maybe she's, you know, maybe it wasn't her. I always wanted to believe that it wasn't her. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm sure, you know, your mom at the time, you know, I can only imagine, like, as a parent, what you know, what the thought process is when that happens. But, yeah, it's like almost like a uh, bad dream. She, she, yeah, she was a mess. It, it really, I mean, it tore our whole family apart, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, through my research, I saw that there was a woman that had been found behind, like, Jack Woods' parents' house that was also deceased. That he found. That he found. Oh. He found the body. Jack Jack found the body and, and, and reported it to the police. 
Really? Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, I remember that. Because I was trying to find the newspaper reports on that too, and I couldn't. I but I did see like social media and WHIO stuff like that. I saw people claiming that you know there was a body behind the you know behind that house. Matter of fact, I I, I reached out. Well, a buddy of mine that I grew up with in the Dolls reached out to me. Oh shoot, uh, a few months ago. And we started talking about it all over again and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he really loved my sister and stuff. You know, he loved our family, period. I mean, he's, he's a great guy. And we started talking about that. And we've been, and he brought that up about, about Jack finding that girl's body and stuff. And, you know, we're just both like, yeah, okay, sure he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, it, it, it's like, it's weird to think that that would be a coincidence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, exactly. Do you did you know if uh, like so she was found? Your sister was found on Baldwin. Baldwin Lane. Yeah, yeah. So which isn't far at all from his house either. Um, there was a guy that found her from collecting cans. Correct. Yeah, that's that's what they say. The guy collecting beer cans. Or did something. they ever publicly say who what his name was? No, they never did say. I f- yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, they might have, but you know, I was a kid back then. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I never knew who the guy was. Yeah, th- through my eyes, it's like from everything that I've read and everything that I've done, I have tried so hard to figure out who. I even called Detective Jordan, uh, left a message, and I emailed him. So. Cause I'm really curious about that, who that guy was. Uh, cause it, you know, and, uh, and there was another thing that kept coming up online. It's just a crime of opportunity. And I think a crime of opportunity, that would just be like somebody walked, maybe was your sister a smoker? No. Okay. So it would just be like, if someone were to step outside for a minute and someone's taking a walk and they just had the opportunity to take somebody that they would just do it. I find that very probably not likely. Um, just because of everything, you know, the scenario of things around it, like everything was left at home. Um, but, you know. You know what? I, I can't remember whether she smoked or not. Cause I, I say no, but I can't, I can't remember whether she did or not. Because I don't want to, like, come out and say, like, what I think happened because I have no idea. I wasn't there when it happened. Like I said a hundred times, I just want to state the facts. I'm okay with people telling me their theories and even putting it out there. But I just right. have always wondered if she was a smoker, was it possible? Like you know, she she because you know I, I've chewed tobacco. Um, I know what it's like to like get that headache and 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 want to you know, get a pinch or even smoke a cigarette. So I've almost wondered if she just like you know pitter pattered outside real quick just to take a pu- couple puffs of a cigarette, and you know a crime of opportunity could have happened. But then I've really started thinking about it after hearing about Jack Woods and just people surrounding the case, it, you know, it's, is it possible that she, somebody, you know, even those guys from the pool hall at Forest Lake, I really wanted to know who those guys were because I would love to talk to them as well. But was it like you said, you think it was Jack Woods, but there's had to have been somebody else there. And I think that's the right. key to the mystery is just like, who was there the night with Jack Woods and what happened? So, um, 
If the, is there anything else that you can think that you would want to cover or do you know, because like I said, we've got thousands of listeners, stuff like that. So is there anything else that you would like to put out there? I mean, that's what I can think of. I know that, you know, Jack did have a, a, a very close friend. He might have even been uh, in the family somehow, I'm not sure, uh, that, that hung out there at Northridge too that wasn't a, a very upstanding person either uh, okay. back then. Uh, and like I said, I don't want to mention any names or anything. No, understood. But, uh, I, I've, I've always had this feeling, you know, that, that it was at, at least them too, you know. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I'll definitely uh, see if I can't dig into a little bit deeper into that. What about, so Forest Lake, your grandparents live there, correct? Yeah. So did did you know the owners of Forest Lake? Oh, yeah. Actually, my grandmother just passed away uh, just, just a while back, back in December. And uh, I, I contacted him. He still owns the place, and he was... He, the people that owned Forest Lake, my grandparents were always friends. Our whole family was friends with them for for many years. Okay. Since I was since I was a baby. Okay. We lived on Upper Valley Pike in a mobile home park when I was growing up as a kid, and then you know, uh, and then 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 you know, Dad had a house built, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, we've always been friends with them, and uh, his dad passed away, and now he owns the business. Yeah, so and they, it, it, they're they're the base, the Jerry base, and yeah. two owns Forest Yeah, we actually had somebody part of their family actually emailed us uh, and, and contacted us, and uh, you know, kind of stated their opinion about the case. And so I was really curious on how involved you were with like Jerry and his children, um, and like how close you guys were to them. Uh, just you I don't know. really talk to his children or anything, but uh, Jerry, Jerry's always been a good guy. Yeah, I've actually the first time I I fished at on my birthday this past year, I fished at Forest Lake, and uh, there's definitely an interesting crowd that's there. But it's definitely a, a good fishing hole. I had a good time. Um, so I th- I think I might have met him there that night. I I didn't know the night guy's name, but uh, the one thing that the person that reached out to us was. That they didn't, you know, there's people that didn't want to get involved with this case because there was like people that had gotten death threats and stuff. Um, I didn't know how accurate that was. I thought that was strange. Um, you know, so yeah, I guess, you know, just there's a lot of things to, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to go back and listen to this, but you know, I just really wanted to, if. And this might be a, a strange question, but I I, uh, I asked Karen this. I'm going to ask you the same thing, um, you know, just because I really want v- listeners to understand what Denise meant to each person. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, right. you know, I believe, you know, in what I believe, and I believe that, you know, Denise can hear you. But if you knowing that, you know, and we've had conversations and stuff, but if if Denise could hear you right now, what is something that you would say to her? Well, <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I, I raised my kids uh, with what happened to me. My kids, you know, they, they kind of resented me growing up, but now they understand. You know, like when they would get in fights, I'd sit them down and, you know, I would cry to them and I would tell them, you know, what happened to me and my sister. We fought all the time. We just started becoming best friends, you mm-hmm. know, and, 
and then that stuff happened to her. And, you know, I can't go back and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry for, you know, you know, being a little shit when we were growing up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I love her to death. She was my best friend, you know, and, and, you know, to this day, I think she's still here with me. Absolutely. And, and that's, that, and that's how I've lived my life, you know? And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that, I, that, you know, I hung off a little while from doing podcasts over your sister's case just because I didn't want to open up wounds and stuff. But, you know, I, I felt like I had a lot of support on my side. And I and not that there's anything wrong with law enforcement, and I'm not going to be the guy that say there is something wrong with law enforcement. But I'm just kind of hoping that this platform can be an option for somebody that's not comfortable. You know what I mean? So it's like... I've always had some resentment against law enforcement because of what happened and then not being able to figure anything out. You know, and I know from friends, you know, there in Springfield that still live there, they tell me you know, all the time, you know, how Jack's parents spent hundreds of thousands of dollars getting him out of trouble. You know, even though they pick him out of a yearbook and stuff and say, yeah, that's the guy that raped me or yeah, that's the guy yeah. that broke in my window and was standing over my bed. You know, how do you get away with that stuff? Yeah, that's... Mm-mm-mm. So, you know, it, 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 I don't know, it, it faked me up all these years. Yeah. And, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't know any, like, stuff about that. Uh, I, I've obviously read online how crazy th- people thought he was, but, right. uh, like I said from oh, the... Oh, no, the, the, the actual detectives that originally were working the case, I can't remember the first guy, but I remember, you know, one of them, one of his name was Bob Kerr, yep. and that's the one that me and my mom went in to talk to. He's the one that had told us about all the stuff that this guy had done and, and got away with it. And he even told us that his parents get him out of it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's like one thing. Murder is one thing, though. You know what I mean? It's like, because right. is it true that that Jack Woods' parents hired a private uh, person to do his polygraph test? To do his what? To, to yes. do his polygraph test? Yes, I didn't know if you knew that or not, but yes. Yeah, they, they paid an outside company to do his polygraph test, and why? Yeah, that's interesting. That's definitely very, very interesting. Um, yeah, like, You know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this. My sister, you know, advised me against it, but, I mean, he's not here anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I do know that here in the last few years, Jack Woods was locked up. Mm-hmm. And these detectives went to him and asked him if he wanted to voluntarily take a lie detector test. Okay, and he refused. He no refused shit. To do it. And they said you don't want to clear your name. And he said his attorney uh, advised him, you know, not to. This was like why he was locked up. Yeah, why he was locked. Up. Why they already had him in custody. Wow. Why wow. would you not want to clear your name? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, definitely interesting. Um, I, I mean, if I didn't have anything to hide, you know, uh, and they wanted to, you know, polygraph me, of course I'm going to take it to clear my name. Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Springfield thinks you did it. This is your chance to clear your name, and you yep. refuse to do it. But, you, know? you know, and that's one thing that when I uh, started this, because I, I told you the person that we actually started talking to over email 
that was involved with Forest Lake, like they reached out to us. They actually reached out to my partner, Big Mike. They didn't really want much to do with me for some reason, um, which is fine. But we actually were like trying to communicate back and we never heard anything back. So for me, it's just like if there's something that you have to say about this case and like you have no involvement, no. And I and I completely agree with you, especially like on Jack Woods end. Like, you know, his mom and dad weren't there to pay for somebody else to take a polygraph test. It's like, why wouldn't you right. take one that the law enforcement would give you? You know, exactly. so, exactly. but yeah, it's like, you know, I, and I hope that, and I, and out of this podcast, like hopefully you share it, you know, other people can share it. I'd really like to know the guys that were there the night that Karen and your sister were there. I'd really like to talk to those guys. I'd like to know if it's the same guys that were harassing you and your you and your sister when you were celebrating your birthday. Um, well, I, I, that's what I I was trying to think about that, and and I remember she she didn't act like she knew these guys. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, they they was annoying her. Yeah, and once they started getting into it with me and stuff, one of them had pushed me and stuff, and she jumped in between us and stuff, and. You know, she said, that's my brother, you know, you guys just need to leave us alone. You know, I started going off on us. Yeah. So, you know, so it, it wasn't like she knew him, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. They were just being, I don't want to say it, but just you know, <laughs> kind of being like jackasses. So, right. but I think if anybody out there knows any information about these guys that were at the uh, pool hall that night, I'd like to, to talk to them. So. Um, Ben, I really appreciate you taking time out of your night to, to talk with me. Um, Hey, not a problem at all. I appreciate what you guys are doing. I mean, I, you know, I, anything's helpful, you know, like it's been 35 years. I mean, it'd be nice to to know something, you know what I mean? And the other thing, we don't, we don't even know what happened to her. Right. Yeah. That's, and there's going to be a lot of things that law enforcement holds back that they know that the public doesn't. But that doesn't mean we right. we can't come together as a community and uh, you know there's somebody out there who knows something and it's not exactly. and it's just not right to keep holding on to that and you know you you have to feel better on the inside if there is something that you know to come out with it and that's why we started well, this podcast was just to give somebody a platform because I'm telling you right now if somebody comes to me and I, there's something fishy going on I'm going straight to the police. You know what I mean? Well, I told my sister a while back. We we actually started sharing stuff on Facebook. You know, where they had uh, had the thirty year uh, thing where her and my mom went there to talk to the detectives and stuff, and it was on the news and stuff. We shared that, and we you know when the memory pops up, you know we share it. You know, you know we share because back then you didn't have social media. People right. didn't talk. Right. You know what I mean? So you know we're we're hoping that somebody. Now that he's gone, you know, if they were afraid of him or something, maybe somebody will actually come forward and actually, you know, put it to rest. You know, yeah. let, let us get some kind of cover to know what actually happened yeah. you know, to her. And uh, I if it, I don't know if it matters. I'm, Big Mike and I are going to work our ass off trying to just get, get things out that haven't been out yet. And... I'm telling you right now, like I told you, your sister's the reason I started this podcast. We started out with a couple other cases just because we were continuously researching things. And there's not a whole lot of stuff out there. Um, so you really just have to talk to people that are around this community at that time. 
And that's why it's like, everyone's like, you, you know, you want to, why are you selling t-shirts? It's like, first of all, it's free to listen to our podcasts. We don't charge to listen to our podca- podcast. I have no desire to do that, but we're, we're, we're trying to sell t-shirts and stuff because first thing that people do in Northridge when they wake up is go to the coffee shop and right next door to that coffee shop is a big ass, uh, billboard. And it's like, you know, I'd love to be able to, to rent that billboard just because it's like how many times if you know something that you go get your coffee and you see that billboard over and over and over again, it's like you would think hopefully somebody would come out and say something. But um, I know, and that's just probably something small. It's like we, I just want to do what we can. Um, but like you said, I and I've heard that before, it's like maybe Jack Woods could have been uh, like intimidating people not to say things because of who he was. But now that Jack Woods is gone, it's like if he was involved, it's like come forward, you know. So yeah, somebody out there, you're, you're right. Somebody, I mean, obviously somebody knows something. Yeah, and and I hope and pray, uh, you know, that uh, we can get answers through this. And I hope you know you and your sister, uh, you know, continue to. I just, I don't, I just hope that you guys, you know, your parents and you guys can just figure something out before, you know, now. So, and that's why I, it's like, we had a lot of people email us, ask if, if Big and Mike and I do this full time. Like, like we don't do it full time, but I feel like we do because of just how I can. So I can't, it's like hard to put it in words. I just can't imagine 35 years of just not knowing. <laughs> Like, cause it's, well, my sister talks to the detectives like on a daily basis. I mean, you know, at least once or you know, once every week or two. Um, and and I do know that the case is active. I, I know right. that they're, you know, they, you know, I, I know they're working on it. Yeah, and if it's any correlation or not, there has been cases that have been solved due to people coming together after a long time. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Uh, podcasts haven't solved cases, but they've, it's helped people, you know, come together and talk about it. So, um, well, obviously, I mean, nothing against law enforcement, but it is a job, you know, just like, you know, what I do is a nine to five, but, but 35 years, I mean, you, you, you should have been able to find something out by now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and you know, Ben, I like I said, I really appreciate you talking to us, and hopefully, we can stay in contact. You know, I'm going to continue to put episodes out there. I'm going to continue to do what I can to bring awareness to this. So, um, you know, yeah, if, and if you if you do hear anything, I would I would greatly appreciate it. I told Dina from the get go. You know, if I hear it, you guys will be the first people to know anything. So, um. Yeah, I'm doing this podcast for you guys, so I want you want you to know that. Uh, you know, I hope you guys believe that and understand that. You know, I'm I, I started this podcast. I invested time and money into this podcast to help you guys because, like I said, I've got four kids. I just couldn't imagine, man. I I just could not imagine. It makes me sick thinking about it. So, um. But yeah, you know, we'll be in contact. Uh, I, like I said, we got, I know this is like a small token of appreciation, but we got our t-shirts ordered today. So I'd like to send you one. Um, 
they're pretty cool. So, <laughs> uh, okay. but yeah. So if there's, if you ever have any questions or anything, you, you've got my phone number now. So, um, you can text me, call me, you can, you know, get at me on Facebook, whatever. Um, and I'm going to go through this interview and edit it and get it put out there so people can hear your side of the story. Well, I appreciate it. No problem at all. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, not that I can think of, man. All right. Well, it sounds good, and uh, we'll be in contact, all right? All right. Have a think- good night. Hey, you too now. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. So uh, that was the end of that interview, and again, that was with Ben Chance, Denise's brother, and I want to thank everyone for listening, and as always, share this episode. Let's get this out there. Um because it's, it's, it's so important to bring closure to this family. Um, I've been in contact with quite a few of the family members, and it just breaks my heart that this case still hasn't been solved. So at the end of this, I just want to play Denise's favorite song by the band Foreigner. And, you know, I dedicate this song to her family and Denise. And, and this song is called I Want... I I want to know what love is by foreigner.